Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 152 of Process to Profitability. When you're a business owner, it's important to spend as much time as possible serving your clients and working on growing your business instead of in the weeds, sending contracts and making sure questionnaires go out on time. That's why a CRM system is so beneficial for business owners and why Coley James is joining me today to talk about using a CRM to book and deliver your signature service. We dig into how automations can benefit you as a business owner if you offer a signature service, as well as Coley's favorite automations that you can use for yourself. Coley James is a family filmmaker and system strategist based outside Boulder, Colorado. In addition to making art that reflects the reality of parenthood, she helps photographers and other creatives build businesses that are sustainable and profitable using automation. Hi, Coley. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Samantha. Thanks for having me. I read your intro at the beginning of the show, but can you tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you got started in your business? So it's funny. I am a photographer. Um, I have been a photographer for the last nine years. And about five years ago is when I started using CRMs and I love them. And just in the last year, I've realized that I am obsessed with thinking about strategy, planning out strategy, all based around CRMs and more specifically Dubsado. So I pivoted in my business. I still do photography. I still make family films for my clients because I just can't give that up. But the other side of my business is now I help other creatives and photographers streamline their businesses using Dubsado. All right. So we have talked about CRMs a little bit on the show, but I really wanted to dive into this today because so many people are realizing the benefit of having a signature service that they offer, like really honing in on one Mm -hmm. thing. And a CRM can help so much with that because there's a lot that goes into that Mm -hmm. for our clients. Um, So let's start by talking about how much time a CRM saves people when they are working for with clients and they're trying to do all this business stuff. So guys, I need you to like sit down and like with a piece of paper, write down every email that you sent your last client and think about how much time it took you to craft the words, to open the program, to put it all together, to make sure that you sounded eloquent or however it is that you like to talk to your clients. And then think of that times, however many emails you wrote down. Think about all that time. If you just take a few hours up front and you try to write as many canned email templates as you possibly can, you could save more time, which is actually saving money for every client that comes after. And some people are like, but you know, Coley, when you do canned emails, you don't sound like yourself. I got to tell you guys, I send so many automated emails and my clients would never know that I did not write that email from scratch. There's also the idea that people forget in that if you're writing these templates, it doesn't mean that you have to just automatically send the template. You can actually put an approval button on it and take like 10 seconds to add one sentence about that client so that it's very personalized and then you can hit send. 
So I find that clients save the most time in emails because everyone struggles to write emails. There are other ways that you could save time, but I would say the number one is making sure that you are not writing each and every email in your business from scratch. So what about the person that says, well, I have, because this was me. I had all my emails written out in Word documents on my computer and I would copy and paste them instead of using a CRM (laughs) because (laughs) that was how I ran my business when I started. So what's the benefit if you just have one service that you're offering and maybe like a backend something, you know, you're not having clients come to you for a million different things. Is it still helpful to have all of this set up? And what are those benefits for the business and clients? So first of all, you said the magic word, you had them in word and you were copying and pasting them (laughs) into your email. One of the benefits of having a CRM is streamlining your business basically into one product. So, you know, before I had a CRM, I had emails saved as drafts in Gmail that I would open and I would send my clients. But even that you lose the tracking capability. So let's talk about that for a minute. So in a CRM, If you have each of your emails laid out as a template, you're not going to another program to copy it, to paste it, but you can also create a workflow that will have the same order of the most important emails every single time. And then you won't forget to send an email. Like you won't, you know, come to the day of a VIP day client and be like, oh, well, you know, I was looking for this and I didn't get it. And the client's like, yeah, you never sent that to me. We never want that to happen. So in general, if you have all of your emails in your CRM and you're sending them through your CRM, you can always look at the history of that one client very easily to see whether or not you sent an email or not. Or if it's an email that doesn't need any customization and it goes automatically, then you know that that email was sent to that client. It's it's really about accountability on your part. Um, an organization. So I would still say, even if you have all of those templates written out and you're copying and pasting, oh, let's say one more thing about copying and pasting, by the way. (laughs) There's a thing in CRMs called smart fields, guys. (laughs) So when I'm sending something to my client, I am not typing, hey, Samantha, hey, Veronica, hey, Sam, I'm not doing that. I have a smart field in my emails that say, hey, client.firstname so that I don't accidentally copy an email that I sent my last client and then send it to my next client. And it still says, hey, Rebecca, when her name is Veronica. (laughs) So it can save you in that respect too. Yes, those are really helpful. And like you said, we can still customize these. So yes, you're sending, like for me, I send out an email that says, you know, your podcast episode is launching. Here's the URL. I can update that URL without having to like retype this email every time. You can. And I mean, this is a feature in Dubsado, but Atave has it. Some of the other ones don't have it. Sorry, guys. But in Dubsado in particular, you can create a custom mapped field for that project. And then it could say podcast URL. And then when you have it ready, you could just put it in as a smart field. And then any of your other emails, like, I don't know if you send reminders, Samantha, but you could send one that says, hey, your podcast is launching. Or, you know, in a few days, you could say, hey, you know, just in case you missed the first email or whatever, whatever, here's your podcast link again. And you don't have to type it again. It will automatically appear in that email again because you have saved it in their profile as a smart custom map field. That's so helpful. And I think it's those types of things in a CRM that 
it's beyond like just, okay, I saved an email and I can populate it and I can put it in there. It's those little details that we can do that really save us time and help our clients too, because they're seeing like this really customized thing that gets them all the information that they need. Absolutely. What other subscription services can you eliminate when you're switching to CRM? What, what do you do in Dubsado that you now don't have to do somewhere else? Yeah, guys. So if you have a CRM, that's great. I just encourage you to go and look at the features that your CRM offers. But in particular for Dubsado, uh, one of the biggest subscriptions that a lot of my clients get rid of is their uh, scheduling subscriptions. So Calendly, Acuity, yes, you can get rid of those because Dubsado has an internal scheduler. HoneyBook now has one. I'm 17 Hats has one. So I mean, it's not just a Dubsado thing. Like many of the CRMs now have their own internal schedulers. Now, I just want to put a little note out there. Those schedulers are not robust enough for everyone. So please do your research before you're like, no, Coley told me I could cancel my acuity. <laughs> that is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I am just saying that if you are one of those people who were using your scheduler in a very basic way, or if Dubsado or a different CRM has the features that you are using in your scheduler app, you will be able to eliminate that subscription. And it is amazing because if you use a native uh, scheduler in your CRM, a lot of the times you can do workflows that follow up after someone books an appointment or based on you know whatever time their appointment starts or ends. It's, it's almost limitless. So as much as you can streamline into the one program, I highly recommend that people take advantage of that. I love that part that I, I use the schedule in, in Dubsado. So when people schedule, it like automatically then sends them an email based on, okay, your appointment is in three days. Your appointment is tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're doing all of these things based on that. And then I can look in one place and see all of that. I can see if they got the email, if they read the email, like mm -hmm. all of that is, all of that is amazing. One place. And it makes it really easy because there's a lot going on in our businesses. And I will say, I mean, since I'm on Samantha's podcast, and just in case you didn't know, we're recording this on Zoom, uh, Dubsado allows her to create the actual Zoom meeting inside of Dubsado, and it will send the client the link. So I'm not even scheduling, you know, my meetings in Zoom anymore. Dubsado is doing it for me so that my clients are not only getting the link in their confirmation email, they're also getting the link in all of their reminder emails, which is fabulous. Because I don't know about you guys. Have you guys ever had something on your calendar and you go and you're like, oh no, my Zoom meeting is in 10 minutes and you can't find yeah. the link. <laughs> yes. Or the password now that everybody has to have a password. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about the automations that most people need in their business. So what is like the first thing people would encounter when they're working with a client? So the funny thing is, I don't really consider this an automation, but it is truly an automation. Every single one of the CRMs out there now have a proposal or a quote process that allow you to do the three main functions that most of us service providers need in order to take a lead to a booked client. And that would be you send the offer. And for some CRMs, that's called a proposal, like in Dubsado, and other ones call it a quote. But regardless, what I'm saying is it's an offer. It has all of the options that a client could book and they simply click on them to add them to the invoice to book your services. So they send the offer and after they've made their selections, it takes them to a contract 
automatically with no emails, no pausing, no, no nothing. <laughs> the very next thing that they see is your contract or your service agreement. And after they sign that, they are then presented with an invoice where they pay based on the payment plan that you've chosen, whether it's pay in full or it has you know different payments that are due. But that three-step process being automated is the one thing that I think every single business person could benefit from. Because I, and I use this quite a lot, but I don't like any friction in the booking process. When someone comes to book you, and they've decided that they're a good fit, or you've decided that they're a good fit, and you make that offer, there should be no point where they have to pause and wait for you to do something to do the next step. Every time you take a pause, you are giving that client the opportunity to get distracted, to walk away, to find someone else. And I mean, I don't mean to say that, oh, it's got to be this pressure and then, you know, you can't let them go. That's not what I'm saying, but we all have very busy lives and we all get very distracted. So the fact that they can make their choices, sign their contract and pay that invoice all in less than five minutes is definitely the best automation reason that you should use a CRM. Yeah, I think that's really helpful because what I have done for so long and what I'm sure many people have done even in a CRM is I will, you know, we'll get on a sales call. We'll talk through everything. I'll mm -hmm. send a follow-up email. And then I'll say, if you're ready to book, here's your contract. They'll sign a contract. They get the confirmation email. And then they get an email that says, here's your invoice, pay your invoice. And then, you know, they get an, I'm assuming they get an email that says, hey, your invoice is paid. And then they might get an email that says, okay, schedule your call. So mm -hmm. this is making it so much easier because for, if I was booking, you know, I want to just go through all those steps. And if I can't pay the invoice right now, I don't have my credit card. Like it'll be in my email if mm -hmm. I need it, but I can do it all at once. So I'm not sitting there waiting and saying, okay, I've got to refresh. I've got to check things again and give things a chance to get lost or just get distracted. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And the funny thing is every once in a while, I mean, and this proposal slash quote process has been in CRMs for at least the last three to four years, right? But every once in a while, I still come across people, even in Dubsado, that are like, oh, Coley, I didn't know it would do that. And I'm like, guys, you just click the settings tab and you click show invoice and show contract. And then all three of them are linked together because I still come across people that are like, oh no, well, after they did that, I had to send them the contract. And I'm like, why did you have to send them the contract? Like, was there something special in the contract? They're like, well, no, I just, you know, they do it and then I have to send it. And I'm like, no, it's a three-step process, guys. All of it gets linked together. And I mean, their minds are just blown. And I'm just like, so every opportunity that I get to shout it from the rooftops, <laughs> I do. The proposal process should be three continuous steps for your clients. No pauses. Okay. So I think that is super helpful. And, you know, a lot of this is stuff, you know, you said it exists, but we have to take the time to actually go and figure out that it's there, mm -hmm. watch their tutorials, whatever it is. And until we experience really good, like CRM use, we don't really think about it. You know, just, this is how everybody does it. This is how I've always had it. So that's a good one to, to go in, especially with somebody who has a signature service, a VIP day, mm -hmm. like you're doing the same thing. You don't have to over update. and over again. You don't have to update that contract. You don't have to update the invoice. Like they get one of two payment options maybe. So it's really simple for them to do. 
But that's also a really good point. So if we come back to the smart fields, I don't really talk about smart fields a lot. But one thing that people come back with was, well, no, I have to customize my contract. And I'm like, what do you need to customize? They're like, well, the service date is different. I'm like, okay, if you just populate the project date on your contracts, it will change from client to client. What else? And they're like, oh, well, you know, some of them have a payment plan. I'm like, yeah, you just put the smart field for the payment plan. And then if the person is a pay in full, it will show 100% due immediately. If they are a 50-50, it will show 50% due now and 50% due whenever you tell it to. I was like, all of these things can be populated on the contract with smart fields that just change from client to client without you doing anything to them. The only instance where you need to actually customize a contract is like, let's say that it's a completely different business and I don't know, there's some additional steps that you need or additional approvals or something like that. That might be when I go in and I update the contract, but you can do that before you send the proposal. So after you've had your sales call and you realize that the contract needs like another section, you can just go into the contract in that project, make the adjustments and then send the proposal like you would for any other client. Because when that client gets to their contract, it will be the updated contract and not your standard contract that you've been sending all the rest of your clients. Yeah. All right. So what other automation processes do most of your clients need to get set up? So I set up a lot of family photographers, but this is, we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about VIT, VIP day and one-to-one -one service people. But for photographers, I really encourage them to send a client questionnaire. It's pretty much the only thing that we send or that I encourage my clients to send besides nurturing emails from booking to then when they have the session date, my client questionnaire is quite lengthy. It is 30 questions long. <laughs> I have to really know my clients before I go into their house, but I automatically have that client questionnaire sent to them three weeks before their session date. Now, again, we are all busy people. I'm not trying to hound them to make sure that they complete it. So one week later, they get an automatic reminder that's like, hey, you know, I sent you that client questionnaire just in case you missed it in your inbox. Here's your link again. Um, but the good thing about that email is it will only go out if they haven't completed the questionnaire the first time. So my CRM in particular can look at forms and send things if they've completed it or if they haven't completed it. So that's oh, that's one reason why I am a big Dubsado user is I love that feature. Um, but let's talk about VIP day and one-to-one -one service providers. <laughs> Um, we do inquiry stage, right? Everybody, we get a lead, we talk them through a sales call, we tell them our process. Then we do the onboarding process if they're a good fit. We make the offer, they accept the offer, and then we typically need a lot of stuff from our clients. So Sam, you do websites. I'm sure that you need their branding kits <laughs> and their copy and what services they offer and the prices and all that kind of information. I would create Dubsado questionnaires that ask your clients for all of that information because you can put an upload button where they can upload files. You can put, you know, text boxes where they can give you links to, you know, their Google doc or whatever it is that they need to give you. All of that can be done inside of one form or multiple. I actually use three different ones for my VIP day. But then, you know, once they've completed your form, you can then move on to any other communication that needs to happen or, 
if you are someone who gathers all that pre-homework and then you have a strategy call, you could even use a scheduler inside of your CRM to schedule that strategy call. So these are automations that I set up for VIP day offers or one-to-one um, service providers that help you keep on top of gathering information from your client as well as the communication side. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, I have lots of questionnaires because I have one for each page that we're doing and then a general questionnaire. So it's a lot to keep organized, but you also have our clients in Debsato and I think in HoneyBook and everything, they have a way to go back in and sort of see all of this stuff in one place. It gives them a really easy way to say, okay, here's all the forms I need to do. Here's what's done. Here's what's not done. They get that I can't even remember what it's called. Client portal. Yes, the client portal. Um, so that all of that is together, which is really helpful. Mm -hmm. And that way, and I have mine set up, like you said, like it sends them the questionnaires. I don't have to remember to do that because if I forget to send them the questionnaire that asks for the content for their sales page, I'm out a lot of stuff on the day <laughs> of that we now have to figure out and it's going to really throw off what I need to do. So having that built in is super helpful. Yeah, let's just take a pause for one second and talk, talk about that client portal. I get asked a lot about client portals and I'm gonna admit, I don't ever recommend that my photography clients, I'm sorry, I don't recommend that the photographers that I set up in Dubsado <laughs> use a client portal unless they're sending more than one form. If they're only sending a client questionnaire, I tell them, just send the client questionnaire. You don't need a portal. You don't need one more thing for them to keep track of. But Samantha, you and I do our VIP days very similarly. I have an onboarding questionnaire that basically asks them about their business in general. And then I have three very specific questionnaires that ask them about different assets that I will be creating for them and then their workflows in general. When you are sending a client that many forms, it is absolutely necessary that you send them a client portal because if you're sending them four different links, first of all, it's really hard to do it in an email. In yeah. You can do it, but you actually can't send them as forms in each one, which becomes a problem. So if you don't want to send your client four different emails, it's like, here's client questionnaire number one, number two, number three, number four, likely they're not going to fill them all out because they're going to forget to click mm -hmm. one. So make sure that you are taking advantage of that client portal so that your client can go in, they can have access to their contract, their invoice, the proposal that they filled out, as well as any forms or schedulers that you are sending them during the onboarding process to get all that information from them. Yeah. So after we've onboarded somebody, you know, they've inquired, we've got all that, those initial forms filled out, what other processes might we need to have in place? So I just like to do some fun nurturing emails, um, like the, and also on the day of my service, because I am doing a VIP day, I send them an email in the morning that just says, hey, I'm getting started on your account. I can't wait. Uh, and then reminds them of anything that I might need from them. So I do a completely hands-off VIP day, except for one thing. When I'm creating your proposal, which has a lot of design aspects, I need your approval before I continue to duplicate it for your other offers. So I tell my clients to expect an email sometime between 11 and noon, my time. And I, of course, translate that to whatever time zone they're in. <laughs> and I say, hey, you're going to get an email or a text message if they've told me to text them with a link to your proposal. You're going to have an hour to look through it, 
Tell me if there are any small tweaks that you want me to make before I continue, but I do need you to look at the proposal and give me your approval. So I send, you know, reminder emails like that in the morning. At the end of the day, I also send them a summary of almost every single thing that I did in their account. <laughs> I mean, I like to see it and I'm like, wow, I'm amazing. <laughs> and I just feel like the clients probably feel like that when I send them an email that's like, I did this and this and this and this all in your account today. Um, but I do have rough templates that are written for those two emails. And of course, that is definitely one that I have to customize because I'm sending them links for their form so that they can go and look at it. So it is just a really rough draft. Um, and then, of course, for my VIP day and many other VIP day providers, we usually give some kind of support after the day is done. So in my case, I give 30 days. They get an email that gives them an offboarding guide, and it also tells them, hey, your 30 days of support starts now. I have a few emails that go out during the 30-day process that are like, hey, have you done your first client through the system? How did you like it? Is there anything that you thought was clunky? Any questions that you had? Um because we all want our clients to be happy with our service, right? And I feel like if I'm sending these emails that's reminding them, hey, I did your setup, but you have to make sure that you know how to use it so that you feel like it was time and money worth spent. So any of those kinds of emails, I highly recommend that you send out to your clients after the service is done. Yeah, I think having, especially the reminders for follow-ups when you have that support is really helpful mm -hmm. because if you have 30 days of support, but you don't email somebody until like the last day and be like, oh, I need all your stuff by tomorrow, you're going to get a huge list of things. Whereas if you've been reminding them all along, they're not going to feel like, oh no, I forgot. I have to mm -hmm. do all of this right now. Um, because I did have that with a client. Like I sent that last, I was this is your last week of support. And she's like, oh, I do have some requests for things for us to do, mm -hmm. uh, which was really helpful for me because I didn't have to send it. Like it just happened. Mm -hmm. But that way I could serve her well. She, she thought, you know, oh, wow, she's awesome. She reminded me. And I actually had my list of to-dos in my inbox then. And I mean, you know, we all like testimonials. I'm sure many of us have a way, hey, because you can use your CRM to send that <laughs> form when the support is done to get that testimonial. But other than that, you know, not everyone is going to email you with every success that they have. And if you're sending them those emails along um, the 30 day of support or whatever support period you have, chances are if you send them one of those emails and they just had like a really good success they're going to respond to the email and tell you. And then that's a little bit that, you know, can go on your website, can go in your communication, whatever. So just don't do the service and then just leave your clients hanging because even if they understand it, you want them to feel as supported on the back end as you made them feel on the front end. So just don't, don't forget guys that, you know, it's a continuous thing. You want to make sure that the entire time that they are in your client bubble, um, that you are emailing them, you are nurturing them, you are making them feel supported. Awesome. So do you have any other automations that you really like that people might not have thought about? You know, you talked about the custom fields, like are there other things that people miss that can be really helpful? There is one thing and it really bothers me. So let me talk about it now. <laughs> um, I encourage everyone to have what is um, 
previously referred to as an autoresponder, but mine is definitely not an autoresponder. <laughs> the moment that someone fills out your lead capture or they're filling out your scheduler, if you are actually starting your um, inquiry process with a consultation call that they schedule on a scheduler, regardless of what you're doing, I want you to immediately send your client a fast follow-up email. Fast response, lead, lead acknowledgement, whatever it is that you want to refer to it. It should be an email that goes out automatically and it should do a few things. Number one, it should thank them for contacting you and basically just confirm that you got their email. Because have you guys ever, I mean, I actually did it over the summer and I was gobstocked. So I, I inquired for something on a website and I didn't hear from the person for nine days. No autoresponder. No, I mean, I was just like, really? And then like nine days later, I, no, I'm sorry. I've already finished the project. We're good. <laughs> but you should send this email and it should acknowledge that you've gotten their email. In my case, I like to tell them that it's an autoresponder. You don't have to, but I, I, you know, I make a joke about how this is automated and you'll hear from the real Coley tomorrow. Um, but the other thing that you can do is you want to put things in there that your client can continue to look at to continue to grow the excitement. So for my photography clients, if they're inquiring about a newborn um, session, for example, I have links to my favorite newborn sessions in there. I have an FAQ about why they might want a newborn film. I mean, I do these things so that if they're really excited, but there's now this pause in the inquiry process, they have something to go look at to continue to be interested. And I would say like 80% of my clients are clicking on all of those links when they're opening up those emails. I mean, it is a really good thing to keep people interested. Um, gifts, guys. If you're a funny person, I'm a very funny person. Almost every single one of my emails has a GIF in it. So, you know, make it as non-robotic as you possibly can. Acknowledge that they, that they contacted you, give them some additional information, make them excited about the process, and then always, always tell them when they should expect to hear from you. So if you do 24 to 48 hours over a weekend, guys, that's perfectly fine just state it in that email so that they know that they shouldn't expect to hear from you on like a Saturday morning or whatever the case may be. But that one email, I feel like keeps more people in the game when it comes to booking their leads into clients than anything else that you could do. Yeah. I love that. I tell people all the time on contact pages, when they're looking at this form to fill out, you need to tell them how long it's going to be for you to respond. Because in my business, I work four mornings a week and I really try to stay out of my email other times. So if you inquire on a Tuesday afternoon, you're not going to hear back from me until Thursday morning. And for a lot of people, that's weird. Like most people sit in an office five days a week. So it's nice to say, look, these are my hours. This is when you're going to hear from me. And the more you can repeat that, the more people are going to expect it, see it as a boundary that you have. So they're not expecting a reply right away. Mm -hmm. And honestly, if, if, um, I mean, let's, let's put it to you this way on the contact form. If you have a question that's kind of making sure that people are a good fit for you, whatever that question is, if you are using a workflow in order to do that, anybody who answers that question appropriately, you could also include a scheduler inside that fast follow-up email that just says, Hey, and if you're ready to just go ahead and book your call, click here and you can go ahead and get on the calendar for your consultation call. I mean, again, that keeps the momentum going because anytime you give people a pause or a break, that is when people tend to walk away from the process. And in some cases they don't come back. 
Yeah. I love the idea of that email. I think that's one really actionable step people can take to include a scheduler link if you know from the form that they're going to be a good if they're fit. They're a good fit. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, even having your newborn sessions. Like if somebody sends me an email and it's like, look at all these newborn babies, I'm going to click on them and look at all those pictures. And you're going to cry because the pregnancy hormones are yes. real, guys. I mean, <laughs> it is definitely like, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it's, and it's not, you know, it's not robotic. It's not trying to manipulate nope. people into staying involved in the process or not looking elsewhere. It's really just serving them in the way that is going to be helpful for them because people aren't going to look at that and go, well, now she wants, she wants to send me these pictures so that I definitely book with her. It's like, oh, I just like to look at these pictures because they're cute. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I mean, for photographers, this doesn't really extend to other service people, but I feel like as photographers, um, anytime you have the opportunity to put your work in front of the client, you should, because that is how we make sure that ultimately that we are a good fit. I mean, we should be a good fit personality wise. I make jokes on my website that if you don't think that you could have a drink with me, I'm probably not the photographer for you. If you are worried that I'm going to cuss in front of your kids, which guys, I don't cuss in front of the kids. Let me just put it to you that way. <laughs> but like, if my cussing is like a no-go for you, I'm probably not the photographer for you because my emails my personality on social media, all of that has a lot of cussing. So I am putting these things in front of them constantly to make sure that we're a good fit. Because again, ultimately you want your clients to have the best experience possible. And that is ultimately done by making sure that you're a good fit from the start. Yeah. We've talked about that a couple of times on the podcast this season of people are buying now, not just the service that you provide. They're really looking at who's a good fit, who matches my values, personality, all of that stuff. And so if we can use things, even like the CRM and the inquiry that people are giving us to share all of that with people, it's so helpful for us and for them. Mm -hmm. And I mean, like you said, they're booking based on, you know, a fit. But if you're delivering a very streamlined, automated process to them that feels very consistent and very professional, that is just enhancing their experience. You know what I mean? I mean, that alone is not going to get you a happy client, but that paired with whatever amazing service you are offering your client is what's going to make sure that they have the best experience that they can. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about your VIP day helping do all of this and maybe how you use the CRM to help you do that as well? So it's kind of funny. Um, when I, So guys, my VIP day is helping, it's Dubsado in a day. It's helping service providers set their businesses up in Dubsado in a single day. Now, in a single day <laughs> means there's a lot of work that comes beforehand, but um, I have some phases that I go through. There's the inquiry process, there's the onboarding process. And then, as I said, there's the delivery and support period. Um, I use almost every single feature in Dubsado during that process. I originally was using like Google Docs to have people send me their canned emails and do these things. And it just dawned on me one day, no, if I do the entire process in Dubsado and they see it from the client end, they will be more excited to provide it from the service provider end. So once I started doing that, I started getting so many compliments. People, you know, just going through my onboarding process, they were like, oh, I didn't know Dubsado would do that. 
oh, my clients would probably really enjoy this. So I realized that, you know, doing it all in Dubsado is now a service to me. And it really does help them understand the system from both sides of the service. Um, but so I use a scheduler to schedule a consultation call. I use a proposal to send my client the offer. Um, and depending on what service you're in, I might tweak the copy just a little bit before I send it. But otherwise, it's basically the same proposal, same contract, same invoice payment plan that's going out for each of them. And then, as I said, I auto load four different forms and a scheduler inside the client portal. And then I send them a booking confirmation email that's like, hey, I'm so excited that you booked with me. Here's all the pre-homework that you need. I give the date that they have to complete it by <laughs> in every single email. Um, and then I send them a few reminders. It depends on how far out they book, but I like to do 15 days, 10 days, and then five days, because if they have not completed everything by five days, they have to reschedule their day and they have to pay a rescheduling fee. Um, so I like to send those kind of reminders. And then of course, I already talked about the day of emails that I send and then the support period emails that I send. The only thing that I didn't mention is when all of this is said and done, I send them a really nice feedback form that asks them for their feedback, anything else that is left lingering, it asks them for a testimonial and then it asks them to copy and paste that testimonial um, into Google if they see fit. So those are the things that I use on my VIP day. I will say, um, it is always an evolving process. So like every once in a while, I'll get a client and, you know, they'll have some part that I hadn't brainstormed before. And I'm like, oh, other clients might need that. So then I go and revamp my forms to include that one little part. So, you know, guys, your CRM is never something that should be static. It is never something that you're going to set up. And then five years later, you're going to be using it in the same way, because if you're doing that, you're doing a disservice to yourself and your clients. So I highly recommend at least every six months that you just think about your process and think if there's anything else that you could do to improve it for both your clients and for yourself. Awesome. So if let's wrap up today, I always ask people if you could recommend one thing to a friend, what would that be? Can I say Dubsado? <laughs> you guys should see my face right now. I'm like, am I allowed to say that? Um, yeah, I mean, or here's the thing, more general. I would tell everyone that if there is something in your business that you used to love, that you do not love anymore, find a way to outsource it. There is one thing that I swore I would never outsource, and that is making my client films. I swore I would never pay anyone else to do that. And you know what, guys? In December, I finally broke down and hired one of my previous students to edit my films. And she sent me a film last week that had me crying. And I was like, oh, I could have made that film. It looked like I made the film. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And that just took a huge weight off of my plate because now I have more time to spend time with my family or to work on my Dubsado setups. Um, so don't feel like you're stuck. If there's something that doesn't bring you joy, please figure out a way to automate it or outsource it. Yeah, I love that advice. And, you know, if you're automating, check out Dubsado. <laughs> and Samantha's got a referral link for you. So <laughs> get, you, get your money off your first year. Yeah, we, we talk about it all the time on the show because that's what we use. But there are other 
platforms out there. It's really just taking a look at what's going to work for your business mm -hmm. and what you need. Because I will say, guys, I am a very honest person. If you have a question and you want to know if Dubsado or one of the other CRMs will work, feel free to drop into my DMs on Instagram. It's at Coley James. I'm happy to talk CRMs. And if I don't think Dubsado is a good fit for you, I am totally honest. And I tell you to go elsewhere. I have actually told people to go elsewhere. So, you know, don't think that just because one person gives you a recommendation, of a product that it's gonna work for you. Definitely do your research and make sure that any little quirks that you have in your business, any needs that you have are gonna be met by this new product. Awesome. So, you know, you mentioned your Instagram, but where can people find you online if they wanna connect, if they wanna ask questions? So Instagram is the best place in terms of like finding me every day. I'm in my stories doing absolutely ridiculous things, but otherwise <laughs> you can go to coleyjamesphotography.com forward slash Dubsado. Perfect. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Samantha. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.